1: Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today.
3: There's uh, what, another day, another dollar. That's what they say. Welcome to Money Making Conversation Masterclass. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. Our theme is: There's no perfect time to start following your dreams. I say that every week. You know, I think that if you keep saying something, then people will eventually hear it. You know, it's like going by a store. If 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 a grocery store decided it will not have its sign on, then you will stop going in. So they keep its sign on. So to remind you that you can come in to get service i'm going to tell you or any day that this show airs i'm going to tell you that the theme is there's no perfect time to start following your dreams i recognize that we all have different definitions of success for you it may be the size of your paycheck mine is inspiring you to accomplish your goals and live your very best life do you hear me i know i'm preaching i preach all the time i, I preach because you know Oh, I'm speaking to the black community. We, we, we're used to their cadence, their reverence. It's time to start reading other people's success stories and start living your own. That's, that's preaching, but I'm not going to go to that extreme because people always talk about, you know, that purpose. You know, people always talk about purpose and gifts. You hear a lot about that in social media because you have a gift. Everybody has a gift. Not gifts, a gift. Lead with your gift and don't let your friends. It's very important. Because there's a lot of people who have dreams that are not, doesn't line up with your with your family, may not line up with your friends, may not line up with your loved ones, your parents, your coworkers. And guess what? They'll shut it down because they don't understand that direction. I remember when I left IBM, I was, had a great job at IBM, but I told everybody I wanted to be a stand-up comedian. They, they tried to shut me down. Oh, you're oh, you going to be the next Richard Pryor, huh? Really? Eddie Murphy? Really? Because those were the big names. When I decided to leave IBM at the time, you know, there was a dream killers. I didn't listen to them. And my guests today are about the American dream. Both of them. They're on the show today to let you know it can happen for you. One is a real estate developer. My first, first guest, listen to me, era. My first guest, this is a dreamer. And I'm pretty sure people have told her this was not going to happen in her lifetime. My first guest has purchased nearly 1,000 acres in the Dominican Republic for a golf result. Not in Georgia. Not in Alabama. Not in Mississippi. Dominican Republic. These are American dreamers. And I'm pretty sure people out there killing your dreams and killing their dreams left and right saying that's impossible what Roshan is talking about. Well, guess what? Let's get Money Making Conversation Masterclass started and you're going to hear the truth. My first guest is an attorney, real estate developer, Diana Lynch. Attorney Lynch focuses on her practice on family, sports, entertainment, and business law. She has over two decades worth of litigation, experience, and family law, and holds a license in mediation and arbitration. There didn't know was a difference. I'ma ask her, what is the difference between mediation and arbitration? Cases involving divorce, child custody, child support, property division, all part of her specialization. We know there's a half of America gets married, turns around, and gets a divorce. Possessing a wide range of legal knowledge, she has also handled personal injury and other general civil litigation matters. As a real estate developer, we will discuss her historic purchase I said it earlier of nearly 1,000 acres in the Dominican Republic for a golf resort. But get to stick this ticked to that. This is where she really on the show. Her primary purpose isn't just acquiring wealth for herself, it's inspiring the black community to take on more ownership. Please welcome the Money Making Conversation Masterclass. Attorney Diana Lynch. How you doing? Hi,
4: how are you? Thanks for having me.
3: Now, did I get you fired up, Attorney Lynch? Did I get you fired up? You
4: got me. You got me fired up. I tell you, I just love it when people tell us that we can do things differently. We can live life differently. We could do things differently when I, other than what our parents told us. I mean, if you start with where I began, you would, I wouldn't even expect that I would be here, especially what everybody tells you. And I, I tell the gentleman I mentor, I mentor a group of gentlemen, and I say, we'd never take no for an answer. And so that's one of the things. I said, unless it's a woman, then even a maybe is a no. And you'll see the, the thousands of, of people that I touch and the 50 or more that I've put through school in my nonprofit that's what they'll know when they when I meet them and I see them on the street. I said, do we take no for an answer? They said no, unless it's a lady and then even a maybe a so no. So, yeah, <laughs> that's what I tell them. We well,
3: you know, Attorney Lynch, you know, our first time we've spoken and um, and I was reading this press release because I always try to read and understand a person because I get information that the interview is about. And we're going to get to that because inf- inf- what we were, but I also want to know when I was reading this press release, it said primary purpose isn't just acquiring wealth for herself. It's inspiring the black community to take on more ownership. What exactly are you saying there?
4: Well, the thing is, um, as a child, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, I, in a pretty urban environment. Um, one of the things we always aspired to do and was taught to do is to own the land. All right? Mm, so, true. Because land, when you own the land, It comes with it quite a bit of, uh, one, responsibility, opportunity, legacy. Um, Land, um, historically, does not lose value Um, in the stock market. I've invested in the stock market. I was told to put money in the stock market and do various other things. And I have historically, um, after um, 9-11 and various other times, um, lost uh, a lot of money in the stock market. And what my financial advisor will tell me is just stay in it. It's going to come back. And just as it comes back we got Ukraine and Russia fighting and all the way around the world and now we you know, um, our president might say so our former president may send something out of line and then our stock market our stocks go down. So so many other things affect our uh, portfolio other than what we can tangibly do. What can, if it makes you feel helpless. And one of the things that um, owning land does, you can make strategic decisions based on market forces, appreciation of land, land appreciates. And even in bull markets and various other things, they tell you invest in land. Many, um, you follow the money. Where, where are the others investing their money? And um, as a young adult entering the legal profession, Um, Right after losing quite a bit in the stock market, I said, well, look, I need to, I I made the decision, wasn't popular to pull my money out and I needed to put it somewhere because I needed to work for myself. As a lawyer, the fortunate and unfortunate thing is that you get paid when you, when you work billable hours. However, I wanted something that was passive, where I would be making money even when I was not there. And real estate was the answer for me. So I started investing in properties around university campuses, various other things. So I get a premium on my rental income. I looked at where the the trajectory was. I didn't want to um, just invest in markets where it had already reached the peak of performance. In fact, I told a um, story on Another popular talk show recently, and I said I was in a meeting with brand a brand manager, hotel operator. Because we're we're at that stage where we're, uh, we have made some decisions with, with partnerships with major brands, uh, hotel brands. And I was at the meeting, and I was the only one that looked like me at that meeting. And I, I was told, I he said, uh, many of us don't want to drink the water until it's cold. And I, I didn't understand what he meant because, you know, I was figuring... <laughs> what, did I he what did he mean? What did he mean, So you, you know how we do? <laughs> say, um, we say, expound on that. And I allowed him to do just that, right? Because sometimes it's better to be quiet and learn than to talk and, and let people know what you are, right? Right. So, I, I, so he simply said... We don't want to come to something until it's shiny, or until the water's cold, until after it's been developed and it's come out of the ground. And unfortunately, uh, uh, we are not often as a people, as a culture, at the table when these opportunities That's happen. True. So while, we, while, may, while they may say we don't want to, it's because a lot of times we have not been afforded the opportunity to come. And I can give you many different examples.
3: But you know, Attorney Lynch, you know, uh, you're absolutely telling the truth. You know, you know, and I understand exactly what he's talking about. We always come back once the building's built, not understanding you could have bought the land before the building was built. And and we look at we drive through these neighborhoods, especially our neighborhoods that are run down, not knowing that I have a a very uh, successful brother in law in uh, Houston and he would go into our neighborhoods and he will see rundown houses and he'll go to a block. And the city is all about any city. It's any city in the country. They're about trying to raise tax dollars. So if you're going to tell them that you're going to tear down all these houses on this block, which means you can get them, you can get these home penny on a dollar now, okay? Because people living in them really aren't in a position to be able to, to, to uh, argue the price when you get, offer it to them. And then the city will offer you concessions. Then you build that neighborhood back up, and all of a sudden, that means that other people are going to get moved out. Is it because then all of a sudden we have our local politicians arguing that we moved our black community, we disenfranchising people, you know, gentrification? Or, 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 when that happens, are we victims, or we just not aware? I'm talking about the black community.
4: Absolutely. I think we, we're missing the opportunity, right? So the I and, and I know exactly what you mean. I have a property downtown Atlanta. I was one of the first I was the only law firm in mechanics field, um sub community in downtown Atlanta, the closest community to the capital oh, prime property. Right. But it had been underdeveloped. It had often been uh, the place where they place a lot of uh, section aid and um, low income housing and it was i made the decision that that was an opportunity for me to move my law practice there now i represent a lot of high-end entertainers and clients and they they frowned upon it because i left atlantic station which is a thriving area paying eight thousand dollars a month for for someone else to benefit financially i said i need to get somewhere where i can own so when i pay that bill it's going to benefit me in the long run and what i did I acquired one property and then another and then another. And after a while, I was sitting on a city block. And right now we're developing what is called Signature Atlanta, which is one of the... They called us the unicorn in the Real Estate Digest in downtown Atlanta because we're one of a kind. We'll be a five-story mixed-use community where you have your um, commercial space at the bottom, rooftop terraces. Now, that was a property... In an area that had been underserved, and now everything's coming to us—the belt line, the bike bike lanes, all the things that are coming—and we had—I was there before it got before the water got cold. Absolutely, and that's how we've been. Absolutely. Absolutely.
3: And so- let, me, let me tell you, something, Dr. Lynch. When I when I uh, sorry, attorney Lynch, I apologize, attorney Lynch. When I when I hear you, I hear all this confidence. You know, you you. I mean, you one after one, one sentence after the next follows, follows, follows. Because you, you you understand who you are, you understand your brand, because you have a brand. How did he, how did that journey get you there? What what what? what who mentored you? Who told you that it could, it could happen? And when you went, when they said ready to say go, you were ready to go.
4: You know what? Ideally, I, you know, I've had many mentors, my friends. I've had, I have a unique group of friends who, like myself, came from nothing. And we just want—we aspire to want something for ourselves. And, and much of my motivation is to want differently for my family. I don't even want it for myself. I just wanted to make sure that I was would be in a position to better my family's human condition. And that's what that legacy we talk about. And so while I don't have children, I've raised many. And while you know, while I didn't have anything in the beginning. I was determined that each day I was going to try to find something to better my human condition. And so I sought out people who were doing things that I wanted to do. If you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. And so you definitely need to make sure you're around people who can, can educate you and inspire you and um, support you. And so i um, not just even from a financial perspective to support you morally and, and socially and religiously. And so I've been blessed to have a group of people who travel with me since college at university to, you know, just being in Atlanta. Uh, we still my barbecue class. We still hang out together. We um, and, and we're and, and we are just we're just a group of people who want to be better and, and we know what we aspire to. So while I didn't have anybody and I want people to understand while it hasn't been done in your family before, that should even motivate you even more to be a trailblazer. Be the unicorn in your family. I call myself the unicorn because it's, it represents strength and um, purity and one of a kind uniqueness. And um, those are the kinds of things that I strive to be. It's just, Trailblazer um a unicorn my past doesn't
3: dictate my yeah i'm, come the, on, I'm you, know, so, I, you know I'm, I'm about to jump through this this mic girl i'm about to, i'm about to dive on in i in. i'm 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 in come, your come, fan come club in. i'm in the attorney lynch <laughs> fan club because well, of the fact on. that you know we, we we i just love and enjoy people who come on my show who just when you, you know, when you get near them, you near a unique thinking person, a very unique thinking person who has values and courageous. And when people have told, you no like you said at the beginning of this interview, no, maybe no. But guess what? No, one, no, one's not going to turn me around and have, and bring tears to my eyes. It's going to tell me I got to take it from a different angle to get the yes. I'm trying to achieve out of this relationship. Fear. Let's talk about fear before I go to the break how why, How did you overcome fear in dealing with everyday knows
4: Well, you know i I, I encounter fear every day, you know things that are new to me and, and, and I always believe in transparency let's be real you're going to see things and encounter things that you haven't experienced before, so that's going to create a little bit of anxiety for you, but you got to know that that God is to give you the spirit of fear. So you have to understand that whatever he brings you to, he'll bring you through. And so while that door may close, that's because he has a better one for you. And that's what happened repeatedly as we developed our resort in, the Dominican Republic. We, we did not stop at the fact that we're the only African American development um, firm that was down there developing. The resort. we did not try to just do, Oh, we can, we can together do four houses and just build it and sit on it for ourselves. Right. We wanted to make sure that we create something. So when we have our conferences and our our, our Martha's Vineyard, we don't have to go someplace where we're only welcome them once out of the year and leave thousands of dollars. We can actually benefit from the fact that we actually can acquire something, we can build a legacy for our families, we can have our conferences and conventions. We can recreate a Martha's Vineyard on our own land and land
3: that was settled by Apple. And bought by, by us. Were- I, I was not mistaken us. when I said Doctor Lynch. She's peddling that medicine, that medicine of inspiration, that medicine of motivation. She's the attorney by law, but she's a medicine. She's a healer. She's a motivator.
0: You are now tuned into the Money Making Conversations, Minute of Inspiration with Rashawn McDonald.
3: Tia Mowry, the star of Family Reunion, recalls spending years being incorrectly treated for her debilitating abdominal pain. This experience inspired Tia to sell healthy vitamin supplements.
5: decided to come out with a supplement line called answer to encourage and to inspire women to take back and charge of their health it's called answer insinuating you are the answer after my surgeries with endometriosis my doctor was like yo tia there's nothing I can do you kind of have to start looking at your lifestyle and that's exactly what I did and I want to encourage other women and people to do the same we have a women's multi we have an elderberry we have a kids gummy we have a men's line Mm -hmm. we're gonna be coming Coming out with several other
3: amazing um, supplements. If you want to hear this full interview with Tia Maori, visit MoneyMakingConversation.com. Keep winning. Now, that does not even wrap my head remotely around somebody who can go to another country and buy 1,000 acres in a country as the Dominican Republic, where I have her on the phone, and we're going to discuss that in this break. Attorney Lynch, the floor is yours.
4: Well, thank you again for the opportunity to speak to your audiences. Because what I want to do more than anything is inspire ourselves to get out of our own way. Okay, um, many people say I've been taught um, buy your home, um, develop equity, pay it off. All right. right that is just not a good financial strategy. When you're talking about, you know, you have a million, 200, especially in this market, thousands of dollars in your home, but you, then when you need money, you leverage commercial debt where interest rates are higher, et cetera. Certainly don't overprice yourself. Get in, Get there. There is a way to attach equity that you have in your home and so many other ways where you say, well, look, I just got a home. I don't have the ability to buy abroad and do all this but you do because you have the ability one you may have equity in your home you may have um, assets that are underperforming in the stock market. You may have a family, or people say family office, but we all have family office. We have families. We can get together to take a trip, or spend ten thousand dollars in Martha's Vineyard, or to to get together to get a boys trip. But we don't have ten thousand dollars to pull together to collectively purchase our, our lots. Initially started at, at fifty thousand. They're now one hundred and seventy thousand a half acre. If someone had gotten in there, they could have taken he and his boys and gotten a lot and then have an opportunity to either flip that at some point and make appreciate well above what the market's doing or to hold and have an opportunity to build and build a short-term rental income where if you're talking about a a, a short-term Airbnb is is the vernacular term for it, but it's short-term rental. If you have that in downtown Atlanta or in some places, yes, you'll make a hundred dollars a night. But what happens if you have that same property in the Dominican Republic in Samana which is known for it being the Martins Vineyard of the DR, this this area that's re- preserved and reserved for us, land with beautiful waterfalls and beaches and various other things. What, how much you think you can get that for? And then when you see a resort that has an 18-hole golf course, that has an opportunity to have an amphitheater, spa, sports facility, all that, how much you think you're going to get for that a month? And can I perhaps lease that out enough so that I can be able to have it pay for itself, pull out a week or two when I want a vacation with my family, but still have it to create generational wealth. That's the formula because you can get in low enough and we still have opportunities not only to buy, but to, for investment opportunities. Because as you indicated, yes, we've taken down quite a bit of property on contract with and, and purchased various acres of land, but there's so many other key parcels that with the right partnerships, we can we can take down that whole region. And so what we are doing is being purposeful. The land was originally settled by emancipated Americans in 1824 that settled there. The Dominican government has been very receptive to having us there. And even those individuals that sold us the land, they said they were approached by other groups, Canadians, Europeans, various other things, and they did not sell to them. They said when they when when our my counterpart sat at the table, they said we've been waiting for you, and they wanted to sell to Americans. There is a connection between that community. They're educated. There many uh, one of them is a a judge in Kings County, New York, right. um, and where I'm from, and so. Original descendants of this land. So, where they believe in education and so many other things, we need to invest our dollars where they want our dollars and where we can grow and build generational
3: wealth. You know, it's really important people hear this because it's so difficult to not only just purchase land in, in the United States, but when you go to another country, it's even more difficult. Can you walk through some of the steps that you have to go through, to be considered, and some of the paperwork? Not revealing the whole process, but I just want people to wrap their, you know, you know, you get you get angry, upset when you see this big old thick piece of t- close eye paperwork that you got to sign. You just signing papers, and you don't know why you sign it, but you trying to get that home. It had to be really mind boggling to go into the Dominican Republic. And I'm pretty sure your your acreage just kind of grew. You know, you, you started this yeah. parcel and then another opportunity is being offered. Did you start out in nearly 1,000 acres or you started it with a small uh, amount and you start building?
4: Absolutely not. We originally had um, a counterpart that had been building 42 condominiums. They still have those. They've they've sold out half of that condominium complex. So they originally started there. They introduced us to this particular uh, expanded land, because m- our counterparts wanted wanted a golf course, they said, "Look, we need a golf course," on this, "It's not a golf course over here." And because of that, what what you would instinctively say is, "Look, that's kind of a, a reach, right? We we just want these 42 condos, we're gonna right here." But. What you have to do, you can't talk yourself out of something, right? Because what God has for you is for you, and what we were able to do is leverage the relationships that we have. We, you want to make sure you have appropriate legal counsel on the ground. Don't start doing the underhand and I got to pay right. to play. That's not really has. That's not how it has to be done. Do it right. Make sure you have permits. We have permits. We didn't. We certainly could have built quickly and, and and sold without permits and done our our sold before we even started building. We didn't do that. We're doing it the right way. We're uh, American developers who are familiar with developing in the U.S. and some of my counterparts are familiar with developing throughout the world. But what we also did is we leveraged the relationships of experts, right? Because you know we got to bring back excellence because we as a people expect that of ourselves. We're real skeptical of our own. I'm Unfortunately and regrettably, and that also gets in our way, but that's another conversation. But what we did is we leveraged experts who have done it before, who've had 40, 50 years of resort development in Lakala, Fiji. Our design team has developed uh, Red Bull Island for the owner of Red Bull. I mean, they have five star properties under the belt. You get those people, you make sure you get the right team. You make sure you have appropriate legal counsel, and for everything we had in DR, we had in the U.S. So if we had a tax advisor in DR, we had a tax advisor in the U.S. Right. If we had a, a civil engineer in the DR, we had our civil engineers right. in, in the U.S. And then you have them to match up with each other, make sure the standards are that of what we expect as Americans as far as the build, and you want you, you make sure that you have you don't rush. You know the people. That's the thing that I think benefited us, these people who have, have worked with us. I've been a lawyer in Atlanta for 30 years. I've, I've retired. Thank goodness. I've retired because <laughs> I got tired of tearing down things, mergers, acquisitions, families, those sorts of things, and now I'm building. And so this is the place that I can wrap my head and my faith around because I'm building something that, that builds up families. I tell you, you, you
3: gotta, somebody about. jumped on the line. And you, 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 got, like you, got, you got us fired up here. Attorney Lynch, okay? And I want to just point this out. This is an all-black investment group that's involved in this purchase, correct?
4: Yes. We're oh. we're a bunch of developers that have actually developed Many properties like my my property downtown Atlanta, Signature Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um that mixed use community is coming out. We're building here, we're building there. We have we're flying to Miami. Congratulations, Jackson, congratulations. Marvel, congratulations. And LA property, yes. We're, congratulations.
3: We're, Diva, uh you're on the line here speaking to Rashawn McDonald, Money Making Conversation Masterclass, as well as attorney Oh yes, yes, yes,
5: yes, yes, yes. How we doing? How we doing? Good. Oh God bless, God bless. Um uh-huh. uh-huh. Wow, I'm like super, super excited. Um, I, uh, Rashawn, thank you so much. I love your show. I've been listening to you for about two years now. Um, I've learned so much from you and your guests. God bless you. I appreciate you. And Dr. Lynch, oh, Miss Lady, let (laughs) me tell you, this is today has been a day that I've been getting confirmation. First of all, I'm a real big investor. I am, um, Fairly new, okay, keeping it transparent, I'm new, um, but I've, I've been dabbling over 20 years, okay, over the course of 20 years. And right now I have my my company and my business, my LLC is called Breakthrough and Overflow, and I, I want to um, invest in and develop um, homes for uh, group homes for Group Homes to give back. I'm I'm a veteran. I've been homeless. I know I'm all over the place. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, But really what I would like to do, I really would love to know um, as a a new investor and in doing what you're doing, um, I actually just invested in my first um, true investment property in Panama. And wherever I go, going up Panama, I have a beachfront condo. So, like how you're saying, I used my home. I bought my home in 2021, and I was able to use my equity with, you know, where everything went up, use that equity to invest and and get my my rental property. So, that's been a lifelong dream. And also, you know, the Airbnb rental and everything. But I'm all about giving back. I'm all about giving back. And so I really love the whole philosophy of what you're doing, the whole concept of what you're doing. And I really truly am looking for a mentor. And I know that's a lot you don't yeah,
3: it's know. There's a lot now now. You but just I know. you know she got like 50,000 projects I've never now.
5: Asked anybody this you know, you know but but
3: but, but you, get lot, like you get that a lot correct. You get that a lot attorney Lynch is mentor. As, as mentors. Yeah,
4: I would well, well, let me say this. Let me say it first. Thank you for your service. I'm a former Navy Jack myself, so I appreciate your service. I like the fact that you understood that there was a, a better use for your equity than sitting it in your home and leaving it there. The interest rates that are associated with um, certainly the last couple of years with, with interest um, associated with your home equity is far lower than commercial debt that you can get. It's more accessible, but even with the increase in interest rates, it's still are far outpacing a lot of other commercial debt, family offices, various other ways that you may have to use to finance a second home or an investment property. But one of the things I like is, you said you're new, but that's that's the beauty of it, because what you're doing is you're listening to people like money-making conversations. You're investing in yourself when you're actually learning the trade right so you're not just saying i'm just going to go out there you got to learn the business that you're in be willing to educate yourself be willing to surround yourself and the fact that you're asking for a mentor tells me that you're willing to grow and that's what i needed at my time when i started and what Mm -hmm. and all of us continue to need you want to surround yourself with people who who's doing it and so you're in the your mindset is excellent in that there's nothing wrong with being new it's only wrong when you be new and you just Rest in that. Oh, I'm new, so I'm gonna no learn. Be around people, figure it out. You already made the first step by accessing some of your capital in your home.
3: Okay, Turn Lynch. How can I get in touch with you? What is the website? Can you give that information? Because I'm gonna be honest with you. I I do a lot of these interviews, and your your, your tone, your 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 cadence, your uh, honesty your history you want these people just google her just google her name you'll see the credibility of this conversation and the legitimacy of what we're trying to do on money making conversation masterclass how can we reach out to you and what is the website for the for the golf resort in the Dominican Republic
4: you can connect with me personally at thedianalynch.com, the-d-i-a-n-a-l-y-n-c-h.com. It does list the two projects that I have going on in Atlanta and in the Dominican Republic. The direct website for and all, all social media platforms for the resort, the golf resort in the Dominican Republic, is almadesamana.com.
6: HBCUs represent Black excellence. If you attend or are an alumnus of an HBCU, we want to hear about your story. The My HBCU Story Digital Library will allow current HBCU students and alumni to share their stories. Registration is open to everyone. More information is available at hbcucollegeday.com. Click My HBCU Story. Next, you can upload a photo. The photo can be recent or from when you attended your HBCU. Then, share Your academic or social experience at your HBCU, which can be your favorite class, hangout joint, homecoming game, student center, on or off campus party, Greek show, and how attending an HBCU changed your life. We also want to hear stories if you pledged a fraternity or sorority. The goal is to use your my HBCU story to
7: AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic.
2: Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call.
6: Promote and uplift the HBCU brand. Your HBCU prepared you for success. And now we want everyone to read about your Black excellence. More information is available at hbcucollegeday.com. You can click My HBCU Story to share your story.
4: Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass
3: with Rashawn McDonald. Welcome to Money Making Conversation Masterclass. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. Our theme is there's no perfect time to start following your dreams. I recognize that we all have different definitions of success for you. It may be the size of your paycheck. Mine is inspiring you to accomplish your goals and live your very best life. It's time to stop reading other people's success stories. And really, when you think about it, start living your own. People always talk about their purpose or gift. If you have a gift, leave with your gift. And don't let your friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living your dreams. That's the way life is. I always tell people, it's about you, not about what other people think of you. My guest is legendary R&B singer Will Downing. He is affectionately dubbed as the Prince of Sophisticated Soul, with a repertoire consisting of signature interpretations of R&B classic like I Go Crazy, Wishing on the Stars, Stop, Look, and Listen, and I Try, with original hits like A Million Ways, After Tonight, Sorry I, Everything I Wanted, My Lady, and the show-stopping, chart-topping duet with Rochelle Farrell, Nothing Has Ever Felt Like This. He has a new release song out. Till We Meet Again, the song offers a message of hope and understanding that will resonate with anyone who has faced mental health challenges. According to Will Downing, the song was inspired when he lost his daughter to suicide in January of this year. He is on the show to discuss his career and the song Till We Meet Again to alert you to mental health issues and suicide. Please welcome the Money Making Conversation Masterclass, Will Downing. How you doing, sir?
8: was like, you know, when I go out, that's the way I want it. I want it just like that.
7: Well, you know, Will, thank you.
3: Thank you. You know, uh, my staff said, Rouchard, you really wrote this one up today. I said, well, I said, I, I sat down, you know, when I think about why you wanted to come on the show and then our relationship over the years, the interviews we've had. And, you know, I know you got to have my pieces doing this thing out there, you're on tour. How are you doing right now before we get into our interview."
8: You know what? I'm pretty good, man. For the most part, you know, I have my moments uh, based on everything that you just said, the passing of my daughter in January. So I can't say that everything is perfect. You know, sometimes during the day, a brother breaks down. You know right. what I mean? I mm-hmm. see a picture or a memory or, or whatever it is. And it reminds me of, you know, of her. Uh, but, you know, we keep going and, right. you know, we try to spread the good word in spite of and hopefully it'll help other people Of in, in definition of a song.
3: Well, you know, that's your talent, your gift. My gift is, you know, uh, I used to work at IBM and then I started making people laugh. I was a stand-up comedian and then I became a writer on sitcoms and that that created a body of work that people can turn on Netflix and see. Did you write that episode? Did you write that episode? Sister, sister, Jamie Foxx, all these different shows, The Parkers. And you, you have a body of work and that body of work allows you to see thousands of people be walking in the street and people just walk up to you. How does that affect you? When people pick out certain songs, to say that how important that music is to them.
8: Well, it's a great feeling, and, you know, you feel like you've had a sense of accomplishment. Um, you know, that's what every artist—the goal is—is is to, you know, to make sure that the the world reaches that the song reaches the world, and that it affects the world in some sort of a way. So I hear that all the time. Matter of fact, I was out to lunch yesterday with my guitar player. And we were sitting there and this young lady, uh, who was our you know, waitress, uh that that's what I call I don't if they have a specific term. I always say waitress. So I even <laughs> right. said it to her that way. I mm-hmm. said, Listen, you know, what do you really want to do in life? She says, Well, you know, I want to be a singer. I said, Oh, okay. And so the, the guitar player I was with, he said, Well, do you know who you're talking to? And then he said my name to her and she, you know, just like she she lit up a little bit and I was like, You're a little bit too young for me. You know, honestly. <laughs> like how do you know who I am? Like, My mother loves you, and then she got her mother on the telephone. Wow! Yeah, yeah, it, it was interesting, <laughs> man. So, all that to say, it was a great feeling to know that you're still relevant. That you know the younger generation still appreciates what you do, or they appreciate what you do, and the generation you came up with, they still appreciate what you do. So, it's a great feeling.
3: We know the interesting thing about music how important it really is. You know, let's let's be honest. It, it can lift you up. It can motivate you. It can inspire you. And then your song that you've written based on the death or the suicide of your daughter, is it inspirational, motivational? What is the sense of that particular song?
8: Well, it's supposed to be all of that. But it's almost when it was written, it was almost like a conversation that I've had with her more times than I can count. Right. So the the first couple of lines on the song is, can you tell me what the hell was on your mind? Right. Because I heard you
3: say that. I went, whoa, okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because when
8: I last spoke to you, you know, you were doing fine. Right. So I've had that conversation with her and my and my all my children, I have three of them, uh, more times than I can count. You know, they do something and it's like, come on, man, really? Like like what were you thinking? Right. You know, last time I talked to you, you said you weren't gonna do this, or you told me you were gonna do this, or whatever it might be so it's it's a conversation from a parent to a child, but at the same time, when we've had our conversation of I said what I've had to say, and I kind of open up my arms and go, "I still love you, come on, come on, give me a hug, don't do that again, you know, let's right. think this out, or let's mm-hmm. talk this over mm-hmm. so that's kind of what it is, and unfortunately, it's a conversation that we can no longer have uh as two individuals. But it's still like, you know, my, my spiritual conversation, like, you know, what was going on with you? All right. Okay. That moment's passed. I'm letting you know. It's okay. You're not alone. Right. Someone's watching over you. I'm right. always here. We can talk however we can communicate, but it's okay until we meet again. When, I, when we meet again, we're going to have this conversation, Right. <laughs> <laughs> but until we meet again, know that I love you, thinking about you. God's got you. He's holding on to you till I get to you.
3: Well, you know the interesting part, and thank you for that um, statement of what it was all about. Cause when I said you heard you say it at the top, I went, mm, that's pretty strong." <laughs> but then, it, but then it got me to the end because I think when I was listening to the song "Till We Meet Again," I'm talking to Will Downing, R&B legend. You know the whole approach to how you feel. I thought that line was like the one line in the in the song. Not saying the rest of the song that you was like the the the, the, the ultimate frustration of why you didn't call me? Why didn't you just exactly. pick up the phone? Why exactly. of all the days, where were you at mentally that right. you thought you couldn't speak to dad? Right. You, know, right. You, you, know, you you spoke to dad on so many things that was irrelevant. So many things that was silly. So many things that didn't matter just to you, but I was right. there for you. Right.
8: Right. Right. And here's the day. All you had to do is pick up the telephone and we could have talked this through. Because four or five days prior to that, we talked on the telephone, and then five or you know five days prior to that, which was like New Year's Eve, you know, even I left the message on the song. If you listen to the song, I left her voicemail that she left me mm-hmm. on the song. So eleven days later, she was dead. <laughs> so it's like, right. wait a minute, how mm-hmm. did how did we get there? How did we right. get? What happened? Right, like you know, talk. Why didn't you talk to me? Why didn't you say something? Was it? uh what were you going through was it financial was it was it mental was it someone messing with you was it you know like it, it just leads you down a rabbit hole of the amount of questions that you can come up with as to why you did what you did and how did you think that the ultimate solution was to take your own life right like, and i just
3: you know the whole thing about this interview i wanted to make sure that we got to talk will you know because you know your daughter you know initiated this interview because of the tragic turn she took with her life. Take right. It but it's really a bigger problem out there, especially in our community, because we're in such denial about... Because you mentioned that your daughter, at, at the top of the song, the video I saw, it talks about bipolar, depression, and right. you know, some form of schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. You know, if you could tell our audience, what exactly... All those type of symptoms are, if you're familiar with it. I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but, Mm -hmm. you know, I've heard bipolar. I don't know what that means. I've heard depression of some, maybe i maybe even experienced some depression and really didn't know, understand what I was going through. And then you have schizophrenia. Can you talk about those three forms that your daughter dealt with that eventually led to her death?
8: Well, er earlier on in her life, and she was 31 when she passed away, you know, we had noticed certain things. Me and my ex-wife had noticed certain things that she was doing, like, very moody, unbelievably moody. Like it mm. would go from from zero to a hundred, you know, like, okay, we're we cool, we're cool, we're cool. You say one word. And then another person would come out and was like, all right, okay, well, I attribute that to growing pains. I remember, you know, growing up and my parents would say something to me and I'd be the same way, like, you know, I hate you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Not to their, right. Not, not right. To their right. face, obviously, right. Right. but know. in the back mm-hmm. of my mind, like, ah, ah you don't understand. And so, I'm, you know, we attributed that to growth. And as the years went on, I remember going to my parents and especially my dad and just kind of saying like, eh, you know, I'm seeing some stuff that I ain't really comfortable with. And, you know, my father hit me with, you know, like, hey, when you were that age, you were kind of the same way. And then the years went on. I said it again to him. And he was like, you know what? You need to take her down home. Down home was North Carolina. That's where you know my parents are from. Mm-hmm. So let them let run around in the fields and, and, and get some collard grains in them and, 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 and eat some ice taters or something like I don't know if that's the solution, but right. all right. And then she got older and then, you know, he kind of saw some stuff and was like, All right, and what are you gonna do about this? I'm like, What am I gonna do? I I told you. I, I said I bought this up to you seven or eight years ago. You mm-hmm. told me let them run around in the field. So mm-hmm. And so she she got professional help in that right. regard and found out that the bipolar uh, aspect of it is more of internal uh, imbalance. You know, okay. so there was an that imbalance. Be, that could be helped with medicine, way.
3: correct? The bipolar. Right.
8: And she was diagnosed with medicine. She was diagnosed, uh, she was given medicine, but she hated the way the medicine made her feel. It made her mm. feel lethargic and tired and made it feel like she wasn't in control of herself. So she would stop taking the medicine. So then she started kind of like self-medicating, you know, she started drinking a little bit, you right. know, I started smoking a little something, something to mm-hmm. make her feel better. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't the answer either. Mm-hmm. So that's the bipolar aspect of it. The schizophrenia part, and and, and and that was a very small part of it, was kind of seeing and hearing things that wasn't necessarily true. Right. You know, kind of like, oh, yeah, she, you know, Yeah, this is when she looked at me, and you know, she called me, and and my, you know, in her mind it was like, yeah, she she looked at me a particular way. She said a particular thing to her, or something like that, or or she felt a particular way about uh, if someone was trying to help her. It's like you ain't really trying to help me. I I know what you're up to. I I know what it is. So it was a a a lot of that as well, and and you know, some of it was aimed directly at me and her mother as -hmm. well. So you know, we had some some instances that were just kind of like you know, whoa, 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 how'd we get here? Like, no, that's not the case at all. And and then, you know, you'd have to like talk her down or something like that. Not that it was going to be a, a physical confrontation right. or anything like that, but it was certainly a like, you know, just like you could just physically see how her amped up. It's like, hey, no, that, that wasn't the case. What I meant was, right. we want to, this is what we like to do. And then it was kind of like, oh, okay. All right. Okay you know cuz i right. thought that you were and so it was right. a, it was a, it was a lot of that as well so th- those are the two aspects
0: You are now tuned into the Money-Making Conversations, Minute of Inspiration with Rashawn McDonald.
3: Despite being known for loud, bombastic comments and his trademark propensity to debate, a much softer side of Stephen A. Smith is revealed when discussing the inspiration for his success.
2: The final product is for the fans. I'm about the work, the process, the grind, the day in and day out, Mm -hmm. meticulous, tedious work that you have to put in to perfect your craft. And the reason why that resonated with me so profoundly, Rashawn, is because that's what I attach to all my work. Everybody right now is celebrating Stephen A's world coming on ESPN Plus, or they're talking about my sports and it was Stephen A. Smith, the NBA show, or they look with First Take. All I think about is going day to day and making sure that I do everything that I can to deliver to the audience what their expectations are of me and to exceed those expectations.
3: If you want to hear this full interview with Stephen A. Smith, visit MoneymakerConversation.com. Keep winning. Now, I yeah. want to talk about, because um, you mentioned depression, because I mm-hmm. want to look at that because I'm in one of those high-stress worlds mm-hmm. when I say that, because sometimes um, I think music helps me. I think I, I watch TV a lot. You know, I'm always keeping my mind active, so I won't mm-hmm. just stay on a subject that, because you know entertainment, as like, you know, it is one of the most emotionally up-and-down businesses right. you have. You know, you right. can have a concert. Right. There was some soul light. this concert, half feel. you know. You're right. going to have a hit song in the next five years, maybe not another hit song. Right. And then people start questioning you. I'm just talking about myself too. On shows, you get on the show, you think that show is going to be on for a year. They canceled after three months. That's mm-hmm. what happened when I was on Arsenio Hall sitcom. I thought, well, this Arsenio Hall, we're going to be working for five years. Right. Three months later, they pulled the plug. And right. so then you know, also you went from this big high to this major low. And that's what depression can really trap you. Mm-hmm. And so you mentioned that. Can we talk a little bit about that?
8: Well, you know, all the things that you just said um, apply to a lot of people um, in entertainment, sports and life in general. You know right. what I mean? It's There's always like this 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 picture in your mind that you have, and it may not necessarily turn out to be that. And mm-hmm. so you start to look at that as being, you know, somewhat of a failure. I think, you know, one of the best answers I heard even recently was from Giannis, you know, uh, one right. of the quarter... Reporter- Right. When a reporter asked, hey, are you, you know, are are you uh, are you defining your career by this loss or 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 was the year a loss? Was it? And then he kind of gave this amazing definition of, you know, what success is or or what a failure is or or what a failure is not. (laughs) You know, so, you know, I I think we all go through stuff like that, just like you. um, You know, I'm an entertainer. Every time I record something, I believe it's going to be you know, top shelf, I believe, I'm going to be <laughs> nominated for a Grammy, I believe, all these things. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, most times it doesn't come to pass. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of brings you down and, you know, you question your own ability, you question whether you're even relevant, you know, to, to society in any way, shape or form. So we all go through that. And, you know, and for her, she's no different. She's 31 years old. The internet pretty much rules everything. Thank you. So, <laughs> you know, that's, Seriously, that's, that was my next question
3: Continue Will, that was my next question the Social media is, is really an issue now
8: Well yeah, I mean if you don't get X amount of likes, it's, it gives everyone A false sense of everything Like how many friends you have Or or anything like that So there's no there's, there's not as much Human contact as there used to be To even find out whether someone is Genuine and or not genuine Everything is just keeping up and you're always reinventing yourself, especially these days, every freaking week, you gotta be somebody new. You gotta post something to stay relevant. Like let people know you're still alive and you're doing something that's relevant and, and it's interesting and this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she was caught up in that as well. Yeah, because you know, she was so,
3: she did artwork, right? She had uh that was her skill set, right? So I'm sure posting had a lot to do with people reacting with likes and things like that. Tell us about her her skill, her talent.
8: Well, she was a phenom- she was phenomenal at everything she touched. She mm-hmm. was also an esthetician. So, you know, but but when things didn't really, like, rise to, you know, that certain level, it was like, well, I got to do something new, All right? So I got to, I'm doing art now. You know, she's always done art. And so she would do that. And, you know, art is subjective. You know, what one person's trash is another person's treasure. Right. So, you know, uh, I always kind of encouraged her in that regard. I was like, I'm not bringing enough money. She's so like... You know, life is, is a balance. You know, do something enjoyable, enjoy yourself at the same time while making some money. You're going to be okay. But I gotta keep up. I got to keep up. I got to keep up. So, you know, that, that played a huge role in it. But, right. you know, a really great artist. Uh, the artwork that we used on the cover of the single is something that she had painted. Uh, she had and it's a, it's a fairly large piece as well. So I have it hanging in my home mm-hmm. and I've distributed some of her other artwork to family members so they think that they can have her in right. their household and think of her all the time.
3: Right. You know, Till We Meet Again is the song that he's talking about that unfortunately is tied to the suicide of his daughter. Well, how can we um, gain access to the song? It is, has, it is released. It is available. Mm-hmm. Where can we go?
8: Uh, if you want to see the video and hear the song, you can always come to my website and go to willdowning.com. Uh, if you want to support it and you know, purchase like the, the music or something like that, you can come to the prince of dot com and the video is there as well. You can go on YouTube, you can go to iTunes, all, all the, the places that you normally get your music. So you can support in that regard.
3: So so you was able to get the URL for the Prince of <laughs> Sophisticated Soul. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think anybody
8: else wanted it. <laughs> <laughs> That's
3: a lot of typing, man. I mean sophisticated. Prince, I got the Prince. Sophisticated, <laughs> they gonna have a problem right there, bro. I'm <laughs> They got go. you,
8: but People you going not lose him, in Sophisticated. with a, a F? You know, S O F, sophistic, <laughs> F I S T, fist. No, 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 it's not fist. No,
3: no. <laughs> you know, you know. As as it was something I want to move back in your conversation because as the black community, I want to stay on that a little bit because that's mm-hmm. really the reason we're here because of the fact that it's about education and motivating because. As you said, our our parents and our grandparents, how they handled these signs, these warning signs of, of things like that is really, really... My computer's on mute? Huh? Mute
8: my computer? What's going on?
3: Oh, that. Oh, don't worry about that.
8: Cool. They were worried about my, my
3: computer was uh, dinging. At the same oh, time, oh okay. I thought I was like, "Hey, we did this whole interview mute. Oh, we gonna have a problem now. I'll be, I'll be taking some people out of this room. We gonna do some old school flogging <laughs> around here." <laughs> no, they were just talking about my computer was a dinging in the background. Oh. Only you, they heard you and I. We in that conversation. We no, didn't hear nothing. I don't hear anything. You know, no. But uh, but uh, I want to talk about as we talk about our parents because mm-hmm. I come from Fillmore, Texas. Six sisters, two brothers. And I remember my parents, you know, we born, in, I was born in Houston, Texas, but they from Shreveport, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. So we go back into the country, outhouses and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. as, as I said, you know, we didn't even want to acknowledge the gay community right. and the black community. OK. Right. Because we didn't know what that was. Uncle, right. uncle was like this and like that. Uncle dressed that way. But we just right. just hushed it right up. And right. then you come back to this major turn of events the mental structure of the black community because we're always getting beat up. A lot of people need to understand about the black community. Racism, so we can't ever show weakness. We're always the last hired, the first fired. So a lot of those things will come into play when we're willing to say, show vulnerability. And to say that you are mentally, quote unquote, unstable, that gets you out the door real fast. Do you right. think that plays a role as well?
8: Well, definitely. I mean, as you just said, it's something that we... As a community, do not talk about openly. You know, there's a, there's a sense of shame attached to it, um, and, and you pretty much hit like the 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 top two. Uh, you know, the, the sexuality mm-hmm. is one thing, and you know, mental illness is sort of like we have this this picture in our mind that you know people will think that you're crazy because you talk to someone about what's going on with you internally in your mind or how you feel a particular way, uh, especially these days when we're in a very uncaring society. You know, we hold everything in. And then when you do burst, it's like, you know, how do we get it? It's like, well, this person never had the the, the pleasure of talking with someone and releasing it and getting a different perspective on what's going on in your life. You're not being judged. This person is there for you to listen to um, or or to to listen to you and to maybe kind of give you like a different perspective as to how they see it. So. You know, a lot of times we sort of look at that. We have this vision in our mind of a couch and, you know, you're sitting there and someone's in this white jacket they there writing down all of this stuff, and you know, and then they hand you a bill and give you a couple of pills and kick you out the door. Just say, you know, we ain't going to talk about this, right? You're going to tell nobody I was here. Right. So, <laughs> you right. know, that, that, that's the picture that I have in my mind and to those who I've spoken to about this sort of thing. That's the vision that they have as well. And, you know, we're very apprehensive about talking about it. So. You know, we, we have to do better as a society. We definitely have to do
3: better. Well, you know, black people, prostate cancer, don't want to do that. You know what I'm saying? Right. And we tell us that's what we need to do. You know, mental health, mental care, don't want to do mm-hmm. that. We well, don't acknowledge the our sexuality within our community. Because, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not pointing no finger, but guess what? We live in a racist country, ladies and gentlemen. A country that enslaved us, don't want to acknowledge the fact that they did enslave us. In fact, they want to take that out of books. They want to take all that out of the book. They just want to go. We freed y'all, and just skip everything else.
8: Well, (laughs) either that or or the fact that it happened so long ago.
3: We still talk about this.
8: That happened (laughs) so long ago. Like what? (laughs)
3: Yeah. Yeah, If we if if we don't talk about it, and then it would happen again. Like I said, it's hard to repeat history when you can see it happening again.
7: Right. Then you can stop
3: it. Okay. But if you don't know your history, then all of a sudden you can be stunned and say, "I didn't see that coming." And so right. when I when I think about your career and I think about the longevity as we as we wrap up this interview, Willie, thank you again for coming on my show. No, man. Thanks um, for having me
8: as always.
3: You know, it's really interesting. I remember when I started doing stand-up. I left my job at 86 to do stand-up comedy. And, you know, I didn't see the future. You know, you just out there performing, you know. Mm-hmm. then in 92, I did Deaf Comedy Jam and I started writing those sitcoms. And it's that longevity conversation I'm having right. with you. It's right. like, it's like. You, you, you look at your success, and it, and that's where the word fear comes in. Fear of, can I keep it going? Fear of, as, as, you, as we wrap this interview up and talk about your success, how you've overcome fear, how you overcome doubt, because when we're young, there's no fear. We're just right. out there. But right. as you have success, sometimes success can work against you Right. because right. it can, can I do it again? Right. Will I be able to do it again? Will I be able to sell out this show? Or will people know who I am next year or five years from now? Right. How, mentally, as an artist, can you talk to my audience, or talk to my fans about that?
8: Well, I, I always say when I hear stuff like that, you know, chasing success is has killed the best of who we've had uh, musically. You know, so when you look at your Michael Jackson's, when you look at uh, Prince, when you look at your Whitney Houston's, people like that, you know, they all passed away chasing success, in my opinion. You know, Michael bleached his skin, mm-hmm. changed physically changed his features, um, would stay up constantly just to kind of keep up, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, okay, I've been to the mountaintop. I know what it looks like mm-hmm. and someone else is coming up, but they're not as good as I am. So, mm-hmm. you know, well, what do I have to do to keep up? Well... Okay, stay up. Okay, well, I'm tired. Okay, well, I need to get some rest. All right. And then he started taking the profile, which gave him the, the, the best rest he ever had. And, you know, the doctor dropped the ball. I forgot right. to wake him up. I gave him too much or whatever. Mm-hmm. However, that went down. But it was all chasing success. Whitney Houston, same way. You know, I'm up, 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 up. Oh, this girl can't sing better than me. What do I have to do? I got to. And then started doing whatever she was doing. Prince, you know, was, was, was physically hurt, you know, with his hip. I was like, right. oh, man. You know, you're hurt, like, yeah, but I can keep going. I can keep going. And, and, you know, then, you know, his unfortunate demise. So I think that what people have to realize, and, and it, it hit me on top of the head as well when I got sick and, and started realizing when I had all that time off to myself, that this is just one aspect of who we are as entertainers or, you know, who I am. You know, and being an entertainer is just a small aspect of that. So you have to live your life, have a balanced life, uh, there's nothing more important than it, to be honest with you. Success is just one thing. And if you gain a whole lot of it, where are you going to go? After a while, you know, if you can't go out and be seen in society, what's the point of being successful? <laughs> if you can't enjoy what with your friends and, and you can't go out, you can't go to the mall, can't go to the movies, can't go, can't do anything. You know, right. if you're just going to do it with people that are like you, you know, they don't even know you. So, you know, just be careful. Just have a balanced life and, and, and what's for you, what's meant for you, you'll get. Till We Meet
3: Again. That's the song. Till
8: We Meet Again.
3: Till We Meet Again. You know, it's so that's to so apropos, you know, because we're going to meet again. And we're going to talk. We're going to smile. We're going to share stories about, because I have a daughter. She's 26. So this that's is a very same. personal conversation. And just to share you a thought, when she calls, I I I, I stopped talking to everybody to talk there to her. There you go.
8: Because I don't know.
3: And so when it happened to your daughter, it magnified my attention mm-hmm. to her. That mm-hmm. I, You know, she called me at 10. And I apologize that I didn't see the call, you know, because she called me for a reason, whether it's just say right. that she loves me or just to share a, a personal story. Because again, she's out there by herself. She's out right. there working remote and all these, this, this, life has changed so much how people live, you know, they don't have to go into work. They don't have right. to interact. They give them more time to think, more time right. to go online. Like you said, the internet, the social media. But as we close, till we meet again, how can my fan base, uh, uh participate, be a part and support you uh in getting this song this thing.
8: Once again, come out to my website, go to willdowning.com. dot com, go to the Prince of Sophisticated Soul com. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love you, brother. I love you. And, and if you go to willdowning.com, it'll tell you where I'm performing <laughs> as well. I and mean, come on out and come see the show as well. So all of that. All and right. always
3: always make sure you, you always send banners to me, because the one thing about my life, man, is as I always said, once you get past fifty, you're on the downside of your life. Uh-huh. I want to support people like you and uh individuals who have supported me. Unbeknownst, your music has uplifted me. Your music has got me through you. my down thank days. You. Your music has inspired me, made me feel good when I felt down. So, it's, it's artists like you, man, play such a major role in the black community by getting us through our tough times. Thank you, Will Downley, for coming on my conversation masterclass. I appreciate it. Appreciate you. you, sir. We'll talk soon.
8: Visit ParamountPlus.com slash TheShot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime Annual Plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply.
0: Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.
7: This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore.